This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. The play Hansard, written by Simon Woods, has just opened at the Santon Theatre on a Square, where it is being performed in South Africa for the first time. Described as intriguing, witty and moving, it stars award-winning veterans in the field, Fiona Ramsey and Graham Hopkins. I'm delighted to have Fiona join me now to tell me more. Fiona, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Hi, lovely to be here again. So Fiona, I'm going to confess up front that I haven't yet seen the play, but from those who have, I understand it is an unbelievably moving, gripping theatre that shows you and um, Graham to your absolute best. Do you want to tell me a little bit about the piece? So um, Graham and I have always uh, wanted to work together for for ages. We have worked together a lot. And we've often played husband and wives. And um, we remember doing a play called Honor, actually, where we played a husband and wife. And to this day, people still say it was one of the most, you know, moving portrayals of a marriage. So when Graham and I got together, um, we found this play called Hansard, which is named after the official record of proceedings in British Parliament and, in fact, South African Parliament as well. We also have the Hansard, which is that record. And I'm sure Australia has the same. And so when we got hold of this play, although it's set in England and, you know, there's there's always people are encouraged to do plays that are relevant to South Africa and maybe tackle South African issues. I felt that the issues that this particular play raised are universal and are um, very pertinent to now. Um, And so we play a a couple. He's a member of parliament, in fact. He's the minister in the Thatcher government. And I'm his wife, who has left-wing tendencies. She kind of sees the iniquity that that the Thatcher government is, is, is kind of putting in place, as well as... I think one of the main themes for me is intolerance. You know, the intolerance and the and and the and the locking down of, you know, morality. There's you you have we have the sweeping sort of shift to the right globally, um, a conservatism and a kind of a shift to the right, which I think is what the play is kind of warning against. That don't don't think by stringent morality that you're actually going to going to make a better society. When you talk about a universality of a theme of universalism, and, and obviously we won't, or we can go into what, what the play is about, but it also talks to um, communication between husbands and wives, secrets kept or misunderstandings between people, living with secrets. There's a lot of tension within the play that reveals itself slowly. And, and, and I wonder if you think that also just keeps the audience completely gripped. Well, I think that anybody can relate to any tension within a marriage that has been caused by a particular incident. Um, it might be a current incident. It might be something from the past. Um, and I think we're all aware of how we compromise and we adjust for our partners at certain times. We realize we can't go there because it's not a good time. And I think that's happened quite a lot during COVID, which is why I think it's quite interesting. People were forced into very you know, proximal living, you know, they were living quite closely together and um, people were dealing with, with, with all sorts of issues related to work, being at home, related to not being able to see family, um, mask wearing, all those sort of strictures and a kind of lockdown scenario. So people, I don't think felt that 
free to talk about issues that were pertinent or might come up through the day. Um, there was a sort of a damper on them. So I think from that point of view, people can relate to it. Um, people saying it's not a good time. In the play, her husband is one that sort of has stiff, up, stiff upper lip, very British in a way, and, you know, get on with life and, um, don't whine and, 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 and also touches on the, the kind of the modernity of psychological exploration, people going to shrinks. I mean, I teach at WITS and it's extraordinary how many of our young community um, go and see, um, psychologists particularly. It's almost like part of, you know, your, your, your well-being. Um, and it's certainly not something that I was exposed to as a child. I mean, the only people that went to, you know, sought out that sort of help were people that were in distress. Either our societies generally are in distress, uh, in great, you know, after COVID. Uh, and also with the global wars and global warming. I mean, there's just so much out there that we have to deal with. So I think from that point of view, the misunderstandings between a relationship, the kind of making do, not raising an issue, you know, keeping everything calm and stable, I think everybody can relate to that. And also in terms of, you know, you you mentioned it's set in the UK, and in a way it's easier to set a difficult issue in a foreign place and time than it is to set it in the today. And I mean, South Africa is, I would like to think, one of the more liberal societies and certainly we ahead on so many issues. We, we feel, you know, certain issues that we really push for in theory. But in practice, it's a very different story. And, and I wonder in terms of the issues that you deal with in the play, whether you think there is that gap between what South Africans talk about and what we actually do and feel. Oh, I think so. And I think it's, you know, it's kind of global. I think where we particularly see it is in American politics at the moment, specifically with Trump and the, you know, that very sharp, um, morality, uh, following very Christian principles, um, which it feels somewhat archaic to me. But I think South Africa as well is poised. I mean, we've had, we, we come out of a, a system of, immense corruption, state capture, where what people are preaching is not actually um, what is going on in the fabric of our society. And so that is kind of to do with financial um, fraud and financial corruption. But I think that goes hand in hand with a kind of a moral degeneration or a, a moral lack of responsibility in a way. Um, and I, I think what you pointed out earlier saying it's much easier sometimes to go and see something in a society that you can say it's them um, and for it to percolate and drift through into your own than see something that's slap bang in your face, very direct about, well, this is what we're facing in South Africa. I'm just looking here. You founded the Troop Theatre Company in, in the 1980s. And this is part of what you are doing as the Troop Theatre Company. I, I wonder if you have any comments about theatre. Theatre today, I mean, we, we've looked at so much that's come out of the COVID era. You know, people are dealing with existential crises, especially in your industry. I, I think your industry particularly was the hardest hit. And so many actors and actresses are sharing their angst. You, you teach at Wits University, you mentioned. You've been involved with the theatre. Do you think we're ready to go back to the kind of theatre that maybe we did in the 80s? No, I think that theatre is evolving so fast. I think with the advance of technology, the expectations of theatre are really much higher. 
And I think there's almost, when you say go back to the theatre of the 80s, I think it's a swing back to theatre where it's just the actor, just the words, just the lights up and down. Um, and we actually tried this with this play to resist the kind of the pressure that's on one to be gimmicky. And all it is is a well-crafted play, simply presented, and so it's very human. And I think it, 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 it goes back to kind of what theater started out as, an examination of the human condition without gimmicks and all sorts of, you know, all sorts of lighting effects and that. It relies solely on the craft of the actor, which I think is why people remarked, um, have remarked on how, you know, adept the actors are because the play demands it. Yeah. So I think, I think there's a, there's a, a shift back. In, in theater, and I don't mean it, it's evolving, so it's a forwards, it's not going back, but I think it's eschewing a lot of the modern technology that has, that has filtered into the, into the medium at the expense sometimes of the craft of theater making. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. And, you know, kind of growing up, you know, I, my, my original impression of theaters was when I was at school and we were taken to plays in the school bus, <laughs> kind of often to Pretoria because growing up in, in Joburg and uh, the other way around, growing up in Pretoria and playing in Joburg. And some of those, those plays still sit with me. I can still remember, you know, going to the market theater and seeing Mordor's Langdach, you know, Plays like that that have stuck over the years. And, and that, of course, is because it tells such a, a good story in such a compelling way. And I think what you're saying is we're going back a little bit to that as well. Absolutely. You know, I think that um, my attitude, you mentioned Troop Theatre Company. I mean, Troop Theatre Company has been going for a long time. And it has. we've tried to do a production a year. And we've tried not to be pressurized into making something that necessarily is a money spinner because that tends to pander or tends to, you know, appeal to a very broad audience. I don't know how broad the audience this is going to appeal to. We hope wide, but I think that that so often we are constrained by economic constraints that Graham and I said, we've got to do something we feel passionate about, we feel is important to say. And of course, it's centered around um, an event that took place in 1988, just for people to know, it was Section 28 of the Local Government Act that prohibited the teaching in any mainland school of the acceptability of homosexuality as a pretended family relationship. And I think the backlash against the LGBTQ um uh, communities against marginalized communities all can understand this because it's a timeline that we, we, we put into the program of, of, of certain British politics, but you can see the echoes of this resonated throughout the, the world. So there was an acceptability in the sixties of uh, same sex um, relationships. There was the ability for same sex marriage, which quite recently opened up and there's been a backlash against it. And I think it, it kind of um, dramatizes the march of human kind or development backwards. So, you know, I, I think it's important to highlight any kind of discrimination against any marginalized society or any society group. And so that's what it really does. And I think it's very relevant in South Africa where we have so many issues of tribalism, where, you know, pockets of people, we still are quite a divided where we talk about diversity, we talk about multiculturalism, multilingualism, but actually we all sit in our pockets and it addresses that in the play. And I think that for me is one of the, the very important things that it addresses for South Africa.
But Fiona, a, a personal question, because you, you talk about the impact of this, and a, a, a show like that must be so demanding, emotionally, physically, mentally. You've got to put everything, and you put everything into it. Do you suffer exhaustion after every show or elation, or how does it work going forward? You know, we're right at the beginning of the season. I think you're going for just two weeks. Is that right? Three, Do you three. Look, three weeks. Yeah. So, oh good, I'll have plenty of opportunity to come and see it then. Do you look at the beginning of this? I mean, how do you feel? So I have to say that my job at WITS affords me the ability to do a, a plays, and it's also part of uh, a creative outputs that one has to do research for um, for one's post, and, and it's part of my kind of my study, my PhD. Um, so it feeds into all of that. Um, but for example, I'm teaching this afternoon and I teach every afternoon. And so there's no time to get exhausted. I think the exhausting part of the process is during rehearsals where you're examining it, where you're exploring with it, whether you, where you have to go there. Once you get into the playing of it, although you touch it every night, your technique takes over and your craft takes over in a way. And I must say that Graham and I are just elated to be back on stage. I mean, I'm my happiest when I'm on stage. It's it's just when I'm in the dressing room waiting to go on, when I'm in the bar afterwards talking to people, um, listening to their comments about the play, that to me is like full engagement in life. Well, that also does explain why you are the veteran actress that you are and um, <laughs> why you have been doing this and can continue doing this for so long. Fiona, thank you so much. But anyway, do you want to give me the details of the play? So, yes, the de- I also like to mention that Robert Whitehead directed the play and um, – People know him as Barker Haynes and is in Issy Dingo for many, many years. But we worked very closely together when I first came to Johannesburg. And he really has an acute and keen sense of of style and relationship. And is very, um, what I say, demure. It's not, it's, n- it's not crass in any way. It's got a fineness. So we've been delighted to be directed by him. Graham obviously is the the Marco star, and uh, we're delighted to be back at the Theatre on the Square where Daphne always produces such wonderful, wonderful work and just welcomes um, any performers in, and of course, their wonderful crew, Regina, Loftus, um, all of them, Reggie, um, Bonnie, Melita, I have to mention all of them. But it, it, it runs until the 28th of August. It's at 7.30 every night at the Theatre on the Square, we do have a few Sunday shows, so if people want to come on a matinee, I know people prefer to do that. It's, I think it's three o'clock on a couple of Sundays, but just check which ones they're on. And on Saturday, we do a five o'clock, an early matinee and an eight o'clock show. So we're hoping to pack people in, but we just want people to come and enjoy theatre for what it is. It sounds absolutely magical, Fiona. Thank you so much for joining me. So you can get tickets, obviously, from the Theatre on the Square. You can go onto their website. You can find Daphne or on ticket as well. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the play, Fiona. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. I look forward to talking to you about it afterwards. That was actress Fiona Ramsey talking about the play Hansard that has just opened at the Santon Theatre on the Square.